0: Everything is awesome. Everything is cool you're part of a team. Everything is awesome when we live in Good morning, Birdland. It is Monday, August 3rd, and in Birdland, everything is awesome right now. Who had on your 2020 scorecard, who had the birds being having a six-two-five winning percentage on a three-game win streak and two games out of first place on August 2nd. Or I guess it's August 3rd, but it was the same thing last night. Who had that? Nobody. Nobody had it. And let's enjoy it. I can't. Come on. We just got our first sweep, not of the year, our first sweep in two years. Because we didn't get a single sweep last year. So, guys, I'm going to be enjoying this. I can't be one of these uh, tank for whoever or lose for the first draft pick. I can't be one of those guys. It doesn't matter. I don't care what our draft position is. I'll care later. I'll care when the draft comes around. But you can't make me. There's no, it's not in my DNA. It's not in my fan. I don't understand I need someone who is a diehard Oriole fan Who is cheering against the team to get a draft pick To actually Explain this to me Because I don't think you can be a diehard Oriole fan You can be a bandwagon fan And come around because you want A World Series in town And you're not really a fan until the World Series comes And for now you're a Nats fan I can understand that, sure. But if you're a Die hard Oriole fan, you're going to just enjoy winning. It's really hard to watch a team and cheer against a team. It is impossible if they're, your, if they're your team. It doesn't matter. It's day by day, game by game, win by win. And this weekend was fun. So let's have enjoy it. I mean, Sunday they, Sunday the offense just came alive and Tommy Malone Tommy Malone looked great on Sunday. We're going to go backwards with most recent. But Tommy Malone, I sent a text on Sunday morning to Matt and my dad because we always text uh, all the time about, about Orioles. And I said, guys, let's see how this game goes. But I'm glad we got the series because I have no trust for Tommy Malone because we all saw Tommy Malone in opening day. So what's Tommy's, what was Tommy Malone on Sunday? Five innings, six hits, one run which happened to be a home run, and eight strikeouts. <laughs> What's the deal with Tommy Malone? He doesn't get the ball above 90, but he did awesome. Castro came in, and Phillips came in, and Salser came in. Salser had a great bounce back after uh, a poor performance a few days ago. So it's it was awesome. Everything is awesome in Birdland. There's things we can work on, especially... With some of the uh, offense of some key guys that really need to step up this year, like Austin Hayes and D.J. Stewart, they really need to start hitting the ball better. But I can't complain about that when the Birds are winning games and the Birds are beating the Tampa Bay Rays, who are supposed to be a very good team this year. Sure, we're two games behind the New York Yankees. And yes, the Yankees have beaten the Orioles 19 straight times. But you know what? The Yankees look like the best team in baseball right now. They're beating everyone. So that's okay. Maybe we can't beat the Yankees. But what if we can beat everyone else, this is going to be a fun year. Um, maybe. I mean, this week coming up, we'll get to that later. we got plenty of time to look ahead. But we get four games out of the Marlins. So that should help boost some confidence as well. Um, so why not? Let's just enjoy it. Saturday was a fun game, 5-4, to four, went to extras, went to 11 innings. The Orioles happen now to be the first team in the history of Major League Baseball to score a double play as the first play of, a game, of an inning. Because, you know, with the new rule, a guy starts on second base. So the Orioles turned an immediate double play and got him thrown out at third base because he should not have been advancing on a ball at a left field. Um, And that game, 5-4, decent pitching uh, as well from LeBlanc, who, again, this is two performances in a row of decent stuff from LeBlanc. 5.1 innings, four hits, one run three strikeouts, and, of course, that one run is a home run because we are playing in Baltimore, so we are giving up the long ball. I understand that. Um, we saw Armstrong come out. gave up two runs. We saw Castro come out, give up a couple of hits, but nothing. And I guess those Armstrong runs are unearned, so they went on Phillips. So Phillips, I missed him, 1.2 innings, gave up an earned run. Tanner Scott came in, scoreless then and they kept Tanner Scott in for way too long. I feel like Tanner Scott's like a one batter, two batter, three batter type guy, and for one, he came back in for the next inning. Seemed like he was struggling a little bit, but he got out of the inning. Then Latkins came in to be the final uh, pitcher to get him out of there. So, great performance in extras on Saturday night. And I mean, come on, these te- this team is just playing some awesome baseball. And of course, on Friday, we finished out July with another win, six to three. And what was weird is the Orioles went to the pen and they used a bunch of pitchers Friday night and they did not use um, Richard Plar. And it seemed odd. And it seemed odd to Richard Blauer also until Michael I.S. came up and spoke with him afterwards and announced and told him, and then shortly after that, announced to the press and to Birdland that Richard Blauer has been traded to the Miami Marlins for a player to be named later. Now, let's talk about this trade for a moment because it's definitely not something we all expected. Yeah, it was July 31st, and it was like late July 31st. And if it was like five years ago, we would all be excited that we're making a trade deadline deal down to the wire. But come on, it wasn't a trade deadline deal. But what is going on is the Miami Marlins are desperate for pitching. They're With the coronavirus stuff, that has decimated their team. Uh, They're a very young team, so they're also kind of learning from this and trying to bring in veterans in. And bring some veteran leadership to the clubhouse, too. You know, the kind of leadership that might tell the guys, hey, uh, let's not go out on the town and party. There's no need to do that. In fact, if you do that, every other team in baseball, except maybe the Cardinals, who will do the same thing later, are going to hate you. So they're looking to bring in veteran guys. They're looking to bring in pitching. And then what's this player to be named later crap? Because at first you're like, oh, that means the Orioles are getting nothing for him. Because we've done that. It's like, oh, here, for cash. But no. See, there's a trade restriction right now that you can only trade players that are on your 60-man. So every team has a whole lot of prospects and guys that are not eligible to be traded right now. You have to be on that 60-man list in order to trade. Um, Obviously, the Orioles want some prospects that are not on that 60-man. So this player to be named, I'm sure they already know who that player is and they've worked it out with the Marlins, but they just have to wait until after the season for that 60-man trade stuff to go back to normal, and then they can get their player to be named later, which I guess should be called the prospect to be named later. So, all right, off day today. Orioles can enjoy this, enjoy Hanging out at home. We got the Marlins for f- four games over three days. And I don't understand what baseball did here. So they said, all right, keep your off day Monday, and then you're going to play Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, four games. But we all know this hurricane, tropical storm, whatever you want to call it, is coming up the coast. It's going to rain all day on Tuesday, so we probably can't play on Tuesday. So why wouldn't you just start the series on Monday? Why would- This game, this series wasn't on the schedule. You don't have times or anything yet, anyway. So what I don't understand is baseball seems to be like, all right, we need to flex this schedule around. Things are going to be weird this year. Let's just deal with it. So why couldn't you just start on Monday and say, all right, guys, we're going to give you Monday. We're going to give you Tuesday off, and then you're going to come back and play on Wednesday. Because what's it matter if there's an off day in the middle of this, of a series? Because you really don't want your guys going out and doing stuff on your off day anyway. So I find that weird. I'm interested to see... Um, the storm did stay off the coast of Florida. So even though I spent the weekend putting my generator together, learning how it works, getting oil and gas and getting all prepped for a tropical storm to come through, it stayed off the coast for me. So I'm all good here. I'm interested to see how that affects Orioles baseball on Tuesday because, come on, it's the Miami Marlins. We want this series. We want all four games because these are all games that the Orioles can win. They're all games that we pencil in for the Orioles to at least win three out of four before the season even started, before we saw that this offense is clicking and this the staff is throwing the ball, before we knew that we had like a team that were, it was so much fun to watch, and that's a big another takeaway from that from this is this team is suddenly it's fun to watch. I didn't predict that. I didn't just, I didn't realize this team would be a fun team to watch this year. So I am really enjoying watching them. I can't wait to get baseball back on. Um, and you know what? Yeah, I get it. The Yankees look impossible. But guess what? We don't play the Yankees this month. We play the Yankees in September. Because we already got the Yankees out of the way. So we got we got the Marlins. Then we got the Nats. Then the Phillies. Then the Nats again. Toronto, Boston, Tampa, Toronto. What are the, which one of those teams do we need to be scared of? The Nats? All right. Sure. Be scared of the Nats. Look at the box scores. Right now, we're ahead of Toronto. We're ahead of Tampa. We've already played Boston. We saw Boston's pitching staff sucks, and we're ahead of them. Oh, and if you want to talk about Nats, we also have more wins than the Nats. So I get it. Small sample size, small sample size, small sample size. I understand. But I'm going to enjoy Orioles baseball for as long as they can give me this win in baseball. And you know what's weird about this year? Is if they can do that through the month of August, uh, then who knows what's going to happen in September. Because it's a shortened season. You go, we're, we're in one week of baseball. I get it. Small sample size, we're one week in. But what happens if the Orioles are still playing this way after four weeks? Then... Does that bring out the the bandwagon people? Do people start paying attention? I I saw the zany Bert Rohde was paying attention today. I saw he was watching the Orioles game. So the Orioles winning is at least getting his attention. Not that he's a bandwagon guy. I'm sure he's watched at least some of the games. But you know what he's not doing is running out to Costco, cheering for the team to tank. He's enjoying winning. And I think we, that's exactly what we should all be doing right now. Because in Birdland. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Everything is awesome When we live it our dream. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's now the home for Section 336, 336 Daily, and Film Study with Ken McCusick. Because it's the easiest way to make a podcast everything you want in one place you can record and edit on the website or the app if you don't know what you're doing with audio no problem and they take care of the distribution they get you onto itunes apple Podcasts, google spotify all that stuff and again they'll help you monetize it with little ads like this so go ahead and download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm birdland sports for fans by fans Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com.